Strong Hall. Glad to have you in the in the studio, man. I happy uh, to be here, dude. I I uh, haven't seen you in a minute, and yeah. man, I gotta say, I miss y'all so much, man. It was man, we feel the same. <laughs> it yeah, was, man. What's uh, where you been playing lately? We just really picked up uh, this past Mardi Gras season. That was like a back to back, you know. So it was a real boost for us. We were in uh, Lafayette. We were in Eunice. We were in Iota. And then uh, we New Orleans, Rock and Bowl, and just a little bit all over in the Acadiana area. Yeah, and the Mardi Gras is always busy for y'all. Yeah. So what what were y'all uh, what were y'all playing? Like y'all played Mardi Gras Day or? Yeah, Iota for the Mardi Gras Festival, Mardi Gras morning. That no, was nice. What they uh, they had some uh, the Capitans and the. They didn't make it back. We were first. They had a, a mm. French mass early mm. in the morning, and then we came on right after that. And then they had a few bands that was gonna play later in the day, and then the, all the Mardi Gras came into town, so we so we missed the the festivities. But by that time, we had already played like six or five or six gigs cool. since Saturday. Yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> me and uh, I actually went back home. Me and Chatel, my wife Chatel, we went catch us a Mardi Gras parade in Lafayette. No, okay. So it was a nice ending to the you know that Mardi Gras season. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What uh, I I didn't really get to grow up with those Mardi Gras traditions, but do you know some of the history of that and some of the the background from the Capitans and some of the chicken chases and? From what I heard, I think it comes like oh maybe, it's hundreds of years old, and I mean come to find out, I think it's actually has roots like all over the world. Mm. It's like a Catholic type of celebration. Sure. Before. Uh, Ash Wednesday, hmm. but the the chicken chasing and the getting the ingredients for the gumbos and that comes back that goes back like at least a, uh, from what I understand a few hundred years you know. Yeah, did y'all used to do that when you were younger? No, uh, we go to the parade when I was younger, but I used to see them a lot. They even used to have a man that would uh, he ride a bull and he paint <laughs> the horns and the hooves gold. <laughs> okay. But uh, we'd see it more whenever we were uh, younger and stuff. But now they they uh, it's real popular. And my son Kane and he likes to go by uh, Barry Onsley and them every year for the Mardi Gras run. And they do that. They go house to house and they chase the chicken and get the different ingredients to to make a gumbo that evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make pretty good gumbo yourself, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, uh, she, we love to cook at home. Yeah, y'all, uh, when y'all cooked for us for Festival Cadiennes, man, that was a highlight of Good. the year, man. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. And y'all were y'all were cooking outside and had some people from out of town come in and yeah, showing them how we do it down here, man. Yeah, if that, I, was, that was fun. If I had to give a, a tour of Louisiana and I could bring people through your house and show them, like, this is, this <laughs> is what it is, man. This is, this is how, this is how it goes, man. Like, that was, uh. That was fun. That was a beautiful moment, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you've uh, you've hosted a lot of people from out of town. You know, those those people were from Oregon. That was uh, um, right. That was from uh, or California. Yeah, uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. From the uh, up in the West Coast. No, actually, over there, especially uh, when the kids were growing up, with the especially with the social media, we wouldn't we didn't want to put the kids too much, and the family too much on the you know. And we'll stay kind of private, you know. But I yeah. guess as we're getting older, 
we might start doing more things, you know. Yeah, if if you could just like talk in your mic a little I'm bit. I'm sorry. That's all yeah, good. We, yeah, we could. That's all good. We'll we probably start doing more things, you know, because we yeah. love to, uh, we normally get together, just family, just immediate family and real close friends and cook and stuff like that, simple things, but we really enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, they seem to appreciate it so much more, you know, people that don't live here, they come see this, they're not used to that kind of thing. Did you did you always know that you'd be ended up doing Zydeco when you were older? I mean, probably not, huh? No. <laughs> I didn't well, one thing I did know from young, I'm gonna be singing to the day I die. Mm. Cause from when I was young, my mom and daddy had that splish splash. I was taking a bath record. <laughs> and I remember putting that forty five up on that, reaching up and putting in and I always did love to sing. Mm. All day, every day. I'm still I sing in, in my van, I sing on a lawnmower. I'm I'm always singing. I love to sing. It's my favorite instrument. So I started playing the guitar when I was about twelve and my brother was thirteen. He played a bass guitar. And then I played the saxophone at Austin Elementary. Then when I got to Caranco High, I played the bass drum. Then I started playing the accordion when I was about 15, 16. And now I'm almost 50 and I'm still playing the accordion. Wow. But, so now I could play. It doesn't matter if it's uh, French or Zydeco or if it's a Louisiana music on the accordion, I'm going to play it. And I love to play it, you know? Yeah. Because it's special to where we from right here in South Louisiana. And there's a different style of accordion than the different accordion music from all over the world. Mm, right. Every every country, every different place have their own different style of accordion playing. But when you get down to South Louisiana, it's different. Mm. Yeah. And you got to hear some of those different styles. I, I heard you did some competitions when you were younger. No, uh, I went to some, but I wasn't. I never was too much into the, the competitions. I did one one time, but it's not really my thing. But I went to different. Uh, DL Menard took me to man. We went to Canada for an accordion festival, mm. and I was young. I was about nineteen, twenty years old. Never left the country before, and they had accordions from all over the world. Mm. Beautiful accordions and music I haven't heard before. You know. Yeah. So I seen all kind of. I've been to France. We played in the, uh, 1996. He took me to the Summer Olympics. We played over there. Cool. Yeah, a little country boy pulling the accordion. <laughs> <laughs> and we went over there, you know. So, I mean, you never know, man. You never know. So, uh, any musicians out there, young, especially young musicians that's, that's, that can hear me right now and, and playing music, don't quit. Don't quit on your dreams. Yeah. Just keep keep it going because you never know where it's going to take you. You never know what, you never know. Dang. Yeah, you never know. I never thought I would have gone to France or <laughs> uh, Chicago or Boston or New York or you know yeah. I never thought that. Yeah, but that it was, happened. That was with DL, DL Menard, oh, yeah. and then with the Austin Express. Mm, yeah, I, I traveled. I did some traveling with Mr. Hubert Met. We went, you know, so the music, you know, and they did what I remember. They would laugh at me when I was in school playing at accordion. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, hey, you never know, man. Just if it's mm. in your heart, do it. Yeah. You never know, because if you love it, more than likely, somebody else is going to love it too. Yeah. Roll with it. Mm. Don't stop. Don't don't quit. Dang. So what was it like playing for, for DL? You know, you picked that gig up. How'd you really get hooked up with that? He, uh, man, I was young, and 
I started playing with him. We started rehearsing at his house, and we'd just do three-piece acoustic guitar. He played acoustic guitar, and he had a fiddle player, Mr. Leo Abshire from Gator, and I played accordion. But at that time, man, we were, we were traveling so much. I had so many frequent flyer miles, I could have flew anywhere in the world cool. for free. Wow. But I, I, I didn't want to because we were traveling so much. Mm. But he, he took me all over, and he showed me the ropes, you know, like on the in and out of them airports and... You know, oh. it wasn't no uh, big uh, stadiums and stuff we was playing, but he showed me the business side, you know, the, the business side of the music and how to handle yourself when you're out there on the road and inside and these airports and these different hotels and mm. clubs and stuff like that, you know, and he taught me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I feel like you taught me a lot too, man, a little bit here and there. I just Where? pick up a little... Little hint here and there, like you gotta leave early on Friday, and you gotta, <laughs> and you, you gotta. Yeah, I'm. I'd rather leave early, get to somewhere early, and be waiting yeah. than rushing. I hate rushing. Yeah, I hate rushing for a sound check. I hate rushing for. I'd rather be there two, three hours early, sitting there waiting, bored, yeah. knowing that we're there. You know. Yeah. So it's not on us if something goes wrong. It's not on us. We here. We ready. Yeah. So. He taught me a lot, you know, on the music business, the music side of things, you know. Yeah. How long did you play with DL? It was a few years, and then I went and started started my own group. Yeah. You know, I just had that uh, same thing. Like I, you know, you want to just when you have it that that on V inside of you and the creative juice is going, you got to you got to give it to them and let them go, especially when you're young, you know, with that music in you. Roll with it. Roll what what was it, it like starting your your, your own group? Scary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Intimidating. Oh man. Because everybody, you know, like, oh, what what are you gonna do? Mm. You know, or uh, it's just an intimidating thing, especially when you're putting the uh, original music out, because mm-hmm. that's like putting your heart on the table. Yeah, everybody mm. could do cover songs. Everybody mm. could do cover songs. That's if you do a cover song well, the song that they like. Oh, well, that's good. But if you do original song, it's like just throwing your heart on the table. You don't know what how they're gonna take it. So you better believe in it when you put it out there. Hmm. To where the to the point that even if they don't like it, you're still good with yourself. Cause you got to live with it. You put it out there. So it's a scary thing. But at the same time it's rewarding too. If that song takes off and mm-hmm. the people enjoy it, mm. you know, and they they start asking for it and that's a that's a beautiful feeling. You know, it's not like a, a if they ask you to do a cover song, that's still a good feeling. That's still a beautiful feeling. But when it's an original song, mm-hmm. that's like a, that's it's yours. Yeah, that's like that's a child. Almost. Ultimate, you know, mm. that's, that's a great feeling, you know. Yeah. And it's a, it's a grateful thing, you know. Where, where do you think you got like your style playing accordion from? Because to, to switch from that to from guitar, from from whatever music you were into, into the Zydeco, in your writing in this, writing in this genre now, how, how does that, how did that kind of come to be? Where'd you pull those those influences from? Cool, just different. I, I always did listen to different different genres of music, mm-hmm. country music, uh, rock and roll music, reggae, Bob Marley. Yeah. Uh, I grew up. My grandparents, my grandpa couldn't speak English, so he always had the French music playing. Sure. Uh, I would just hear, I guess, heard different types of music, and <clears throat> I don't know. It just, I guess, it just comes out. 
I don't feel like I'm doing anything different. I just play. Well, I listen to. I try to listen to songs, and and I'm I'm try to tell the people. You know, we're gonna do a song by so and so. I can't do it the way the man done it, but I'm gonna do it the way <laughs> I do it. I'm gonna do it the way I do it. You know. Yeah. If it's a song that it's a, like a cover song, mm. because uh, it's good to. I'm, I feel like, especially as a young musician, when you're first starting out, it's good to emulate somebody, an older musician, and you know, go back to the roots and go back to the old stuff. But it's also a good thing to start getting your own style, get your own vibe, mm -hmm. get your own feeling, to where you're gonna, you know, they're gonna when they're gonna hear it, they're gonna know it's you. Mm. That you're not just trying to sound like somebody else. They're gonna know that it's you, and you just be yourself. How long do you think it took for for your sound to catch on and for you to catch some momentum and people really recognize your sound? It's still taking a long time. <laughs> I ain't did yet. It's still taking a oh, long man. time because uh, it's just a, a nonstop thing, you know, and you can't stop working it and mm -hmm. you can't stop appreciating it because it's just like anything. That bird can land on any branch it won't and it fly wherever it wants. So whatever, if the love comes to you, appreciate it and try to work it. Don't take it for granted because it could sure go away at any time. So you just try to nurture it mm. and just appreciate it and, and roll with it, you know? Yeah. And I know that's the truth because give me the free songs right now. You just try to roll with it because it could go anywhere it wants, you know, yeah. to any one of us. So you just never know. Just You just never know. Just while it's, while it's working, try to keep working it and appreciate it and work with the people and never take anybody for granted. Just always try to be your best. Wherever you go, I don't care if they got five people in the club or if they got 500 or if they got a thousand, you never know who's listening. You give a hundred percent, 110 percent. Yeah. You're soaking wet, sweating, it don't matter, and still go because you never know who's listening. You never know who's sitting right there watching you. And you might think, man, it's a slow night tonight. They got seven or eight people in here. That one person sitting in there might have a be in charge of a big old festival up north somewhere and they want to book you. Man, we seen y'all play, and they had five people in the club. We want to book y'all for our festival. Cool. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Wow. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, what was, uh, when you started getting some momentum, what, what was the, were people reaching out to you, like like industry-wise, you, you were getting some record label recognition, or, you know, who who was trying to, who was trying to step into into your business, really? Too many people. That's why I quit. <laughs> that's why I quit. I shut it down because it got a lot of politics in music. Wow. A pile of tricks in music. Mm. And I just felt like, uh, I don't know. Like when I, I'm, I'm just be honest with you, that first, when I first started, the music was going good and stuff, but it's just like uh, left a bad taste because it felt like it was like a politics. And so I just shut it down and, Step back for a while, you know. Yeah. Say, well, let me do a little soul searching. Mm. Let me look inside myself and just kind of just get away from, because I could play music by myself at home mm -hmm. in the kitchen, which I do do. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. And then my wife and I have been married. It's going on 13 years. She helped me get my start my publishing company, and we started. We recorded three original CDs, an original Christmas EP. Mm. So, but as an independent artist, you don't get as much radio play as if, if you're on a label. If mm -hmm. you're on a label, they're going to really push that because that's their music, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it because 
we did it, mm-hmm. you know, and now we did it our way, and we're still doing it our way with the help of the good Lord and with the help of the band around us, with our family around us. We can't do it by ourselves, but it's just different now, you know, yeah. and I, I love it more. I got I got more, uh, I just love it a lot more now, you know, and because the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. I can, I can relate to that feeling too. It's so weird that um, growing up in this area, music seems so natural and something that we just do as a part of our lives. And then whenever you get into an industry and like where, you know, you have uh, a, a lot of money and a lot of uh, influence being thrown at you and then it's all of a sudden, there, it just feels so much different than this this natural joy that, that we had doing it. And now there's all this, all these opinions and all these politics like you're saying like I mean, you know it doesn't seem like that's natural or that's the way uh music was intended to be played no, and it just feels no. weird it's, feel like a, it's uh, a dirty feeling yeah you know but i guess everybody you gotta each each one of us gotta follow us inside of how we feel and that's the way i felt about it you know so i made the decision i quit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i quit and then when it came back you know my wife said we started a publishing company and started recording with the Keep Walking, and mm. then we did all the way until the end. We did a Christmas EP, and it just feels good. And I got in my mind too. I'm not done yet. I got another song in my head, and I'm not saying nothing. I'm not mm. gonna give nothing away. It's gonna be some uh, different, <laughs> and it's gonna be original. Yeah, and it's gonna be fun. Can't wait. And I can't wait to I can't wait to put it out. <laughs> you know, it's just gonna be something different. So. It's exciting, you know. It doesn't. Yeah. That's one thing that doesn't stop if you don't let it. If you don't block it, because you could block it. You could be in a situation playing music, or with a group surrounding you, that just blocks that energy. That just mm. takes away from that, and it's just like, man, I feel like it's suffocating your creativity. I feel like it's suffocating your your love for the music, how you started, you know. Mm. So it's like, if you got a good crew around you, a good people around you, good yeah. vibe around you, it makes a world of difference. A world of difference. So, mm. try to inspire the younger musicians. Keep that vibe around you, a good, you know, good feeling around you, good people around you, good vibe, you know. And it it doesn't get old. Keep rolling. Yeah, the body gets old, but the spirit keeps. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you you definitely you definitely have a, a young spirit, man, and you you you. you, you you're so unapologetically yourself, and it's it's contagious, man. So, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's um, and I think a lot of people resonate with that, and that's you know even even if you don't realize, like I see all these young bands in Lafayette covering your music, covering uh you know either butt thing or or whatever, and even from Austin, Texas, a band Nether Hour comes into Lafayette playing your music. I'm like, they know about Horace Trahome and they, well, they that's, uh, yeah, that's a blessing. They they felt that and they uh and they I keep appreciate keeping that. it going, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, so I was I felt so so lucky to get to play with you, man, because you just took a chance on me. I was some kid and you know I heard I you I told you I asked you, man, how long you been playing the guitar? Cool. I ain't saying that because we're on TV or nothing. <laughs> I asked you that in person. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Well, you bad, boy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but I I remember you know we had like a thirty minute practice before we got to go play three hours in Texas. And but I heard enough. I already knew you could. You I already heard what you could do. Well, so thank I said, you. Oh, shit. 
You don't need no more practice. You don't need no uh, rehearsal. <laughs> this dude don't need no rehearsal, man. Yeah, Shane, give me your number. Yeah. I, said, I never I never met Pablo, man. Mm. Right after we started jamming, man, that dude don't need no rehearsal, man. <laughs> you don't need no rehearsal. Call. Yeah, and that's kind of how it, it seemed to be with a lot of Zydeco groups was the rehearsal was kind of on stage and, you know, you just get tighter as you play more shows and, and do your thing. And, yeah. you know, um, I definitely got thrown in the water a bunch beforehand, so I was, I was kind of used to doggy paddling a little bit. But oh, yeah, but you could swim good. So. But I got so much tighter just playing with you because you you put you gave me the chance and you put me on stage way more than anyone else could or did. And well, I got a lot better playing with you, so yeah, <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate it. you already. You already complete. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad. I'm glad, man. And anytime we Thank get you, together man. and jam again. Yeah. You got any uh? Anything coming up in the future? Yeah, well, we got, um, if anybody, I know this this is going to come out, and for the future reference, if anybody want to see where we're going to be playing, all they got to do is go to the website, uh, HoraceTrohorn.com, yeah. or go on the Facebook page, Horace Trohorn Austin Express, or on my personal page also, I post where we're going to be playing at. Mm-hmm. This weekend, this Saturday, we're going to be at the, for the first time at the Tesh Bar in St. Martinville, so... Mm. It'll be the first time Austin Express is going to be over there. So if y'all get a chance, y'all come on out. And y'all playing uh, Jazz Fest this year? Yeah, Jazz Fest. It's been a few years. I hadn't been over there. So I'm real excited about going back over there. Mm. When I got the call, he asked if we want to come. Absolutely. I love that festival. We're going to be at the Crawfish Festival in Brobridge. That's another one of my favorites. Oh, nice. We'll be out at the Frog Festival in Rain. Mm. It just, uh, like I said, in music, don't don't ever give up on your dreams, you young musicians, because if you stay stay true to yourself, stay true to your heart, it's gonna follow you, and it's gonna be a good thing. And even as you get older, in in your playing your music, it's still gonna be all good. Mm. You know, you're gonna have your ups and your downs. You ain't gonna have a full house every night. Sometimes you have a packed house. Sometimes it's gonna be, you know, you just take some staying power and just believe in yourself and stay true to yourself. And I promise you gonna be good it's gonna be good Dang. and I, feel, I got a good feeling about Horace Tron Austin Express 2023 you know nice. I feel blessed and I'm appreciative so and oh I speak for all the fellas in the band also you know Mr. Rodney Shane Kent Morris we all appreciate the support and the love that people been giving us you know mm-hmm. and we're looking forward to being able to uh give them some good times and in, in their future you know yeah yeah yeah, man, y'all definitely give people a good time, man. People will dance for three hours straight. And... Oh, yeah, don't stop. Oh, no, don't man. Stop because it's... that's another thing Mr. Felix that taught me the accordion. Mr. Felix was my cousin. He said, when you take a break, you break your crowd. Mm, yeah. People paying money to hear music. That music, that ain't no work. Mm-hmm. Outside all day in 100-degree weather with a shovel or a hole in your hand, <laughs> that's some work. <laughs> that music, that ain't no work. You could drink beer, you're playing music, the people dancing, having a good time. So we don't take a break. We're going to take a break when we're done. Everybody does it different. Like when you're mm-hmm. playing the casino, they want you to take a break, you know. Mm. But in them clubs and stuff, shit. Festivals, let's roll. Call. Let's roll. Let's roll. Try to try to get it get it going. Yeah, I used to play some long gigs back in the day, huh? Yeah. The longest one I ever did was eight hours. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, with Mr. Uh Bob Reed and the Mamu Prairie Van. I was young. I was playing acoustic guitar and we did that at the old um 
View lights in New Orleans. Oh man! At like a four-hour gig, and then turn around and do another four-hour gig. <laughs> but they had so many people coming in and out from all the street eating mm. and stuff, you know, in New Orleans. Yeah. So, but normally the longest gigs we used to do it like four hours, but yeah. not today. Like three hours is the max. Yeah. Know? Sometimes like two hours. Festivals like an hour and a half. Sure. You know. But yeah, I did an eight-hour gig one time. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, that, but I guess in New Orleans, you can, you can have that kind of thing with the, the tourists and the people coming in and, yeah, and all just that, the, but different crowd coming in and out, they'd come and eat and dance a little bit and then they go and then some more people would come in. So if you play the same song throughout that gig, two, three, four times, mm. nobody would I really see. notice, you know? Yeah, man, but <laughs> they aren't working, y'all, <laughs> making y'all earn it. Yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah, yeah. Dang, man. I'm just blown away to ha have you here, man. I mean, it's like... Um, man, I appreciate you having me yeah. here. I ain't gonna lie. Like I told you before we started, when I seen that sign, I said, man, Pablo gonna blow up with the roost. <laughs> Your mind is gone. Always gone. That creative juice in you. Don't, don't kill that. That's easy to kill. It would let the outside influence kill it as musicians and artists and stuff, you know? Yeah. Let it... What you're doing, your TV show and everything, let it roll. Let it roll. Guitar playing, your music, let it roll. Thank you, man. That's going to help you. It's going to help you in, later on in life. Dang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. It seems like a, um, I just I just feel so so blessed, honestly. I mean, I had I had so many of the, the right influences put around me, and um, it's uh, it's been nothing but but a complete turnaround for, in my life because whenever I moved back from from Baton Rouge, my life was just so messy. And, you know, I was an LSU kid and just had no idea what I was doing. And then out of nowhere, I just fell into all the all the right people. And, uh, you know, you really you really had a, a huge impact on me. And that's uh, oh, something I always appreciate. Man. Hey, man, I believe in you. Anything y'all could ever help you with in life, you let me know. I believe in you. Thank you, man. Me and all the fellas, me and Miss Chantel, we all believe in you. Anything we could ever help you with, let us know. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. It's, cra it's crazy to me that um, you're, you're so outside of what anyone would imagine is like uh, like a, a dream rock star or like playing, playing some big show, something you dream of when you're a little kid, but you, you, you've shown me that, you know, you, you seem so fulfilled and so so whole in your in your life and in, in your the way of life. Oh yeah, I'm good. The old I get the dirty <laughs> things I like. Yeah. Just having some chickens in the yard. And some <laughs> eggs. They say they got a shortage of eggs. We ain't got no shortage of eggs. There's mm. something like that I feel, I get excited about. Yeah. The kids are growing, they're healthy, you know. My wife is, is doing good. She going to school. We good. The the gigs are still coming in. That's a blessing. I mean Somebody said that, and I truly believe that. As long as you got close friends and family around you that care for you, you're richer than you think. Hmm. You're richer than you think. So, yeah. And that music is like a therapy for me. Even sometime when I'm at uh, late at night, when the kids go to bed and my wife's sleeping, I go sit in the kitchen. And I, sh I close the hall door, and that old house is over off the ground. So if I stomp too hard, I, I make too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> Drink me a couple of beers and play my accordion by myself. I close my eyes. Shit, you swear they got ten thousand people in there. Yeah. I'm at a big order by myself at home. Yeah. 
I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that resonates, man. You feel that. It feels purposeful. It feels, yeah. It feels bigger. Yeah. It feels like there's big meaning and there's a big, there's a big, uh, it's a big energy inside of you. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Well, I think that's a, that's a good place to end it maybe for today, but that's thank good. you for coming so much, man. And Thank you for having me. Anytime you need to fill in, I'll be happy to play with you, man. I, right. You know, always a good time. It was always like, it was always like playing in a Cajun jam band with you, man. Like yeah, the, just let's, let's jam. That's it. Let's the, jam. The Cajun Grateful Dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Well, thank you for coming, Horace. I thank hope, you. Man. Uh, I hope you I hope you all the best of luck and whatever you got going on. So same to you. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Goodbye, goodbye, everybody. Ooh.